Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, a special Patreon episode. I'm going to put this at the $2 tier so all of the Patreons can hear it. And thank you to all the new uh, subscribers that have signed up. Seven people in the past two weeks. So uh, I'm going to thank Adam Gore and Adam and his package there and the cover of Montana. And I'm also going to thank you, Abby, uh, because I think people are very excited about the this might be a podcast t-shirts that'll be coming soon. <laughs> and uh, you've been you've sent me some sketches that are very exciting. I posted one of them. If people go onto the Twitter, this might be at this might be a pod or go to patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. I think I put that as a public post that you could see the design mock-up for the shirts. And right now we're trying to decide on colors. Well, what do you what do you think as the uh Artiste, what do you think we should do? T-shirt color and the ink color. So it'll be just one color ink on what color T-shirt? Oh, I don't know. I saw someone suggest. I've lost my voice, by the way. <clears throat> I saw someone suggest um, flood colors, which sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. But flood colors, there's quite. But a- also, it's a Doctor Worm screenshot, so I'm not so sure. Right, but Doctor Worm's black and white. So what do we do there? I mean, I think I. I think it's been decided that it's not going to be a black shirt or a white shirt. I guess gray would be possible, some gradient of gray or like a heather gray, but then I'd want the ink to be pretty bold. Mm. So what, what, what do you think? I mean, okay, I'm looking at Flood. The cover of Flood right now, we got lots of green. We've got bright red, like an indigo typey purpley blue, and black. Yeah, yellow, green bright red and uh, a purpley blue. I mean, I'm a big fan of purpley blue as we all know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got your uh, hoodie there. Did you get yeah. that last night? Yeah. Exciting. And you were just shrieking at the beginning of every song. Like I love this song. And you lost your voice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was singing along to every word. It was and screaming and it was good. Yeah. So tell me about the, Pauling show your first time seeing they might be giants on their home turf yeah oh it's amazing like uh it's not like the show it was the whole day because like we waited outside for so long and like the usual suspects were there early and like it was just amazing because i just met met loads of missed tea people and it just felt like a proper little family and like yeah everyone bought snacks and it was just like we were just all talking about the band and um I saw Flans go to the venue, which made me very excited. Um, yeah. But he looked like he wanted to die. Flansburg, I love you! <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just stared from a distance, which is my job. He could feel he could feel your stare. Yeah, but apparently, they, <laughs> but apparently they saw the rest of the band. But um, I was in KFC. Well, I was getting coffee from KFC at the time. So <laughs> Coffee from KFC. I know. Yeah, that was delicious. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, and then, uh, the venue itself is just like so American and cool and yeah, it, it was, was just, so, and the weather was <laughs> lovely. Like everyone was like, oh, you've got to bring so many warm clothes to New York. It's literally been really warm all the whole time I've been here other than the yeah. first day. Yeah. It's crazy. But there's no such thing as global warming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots. Um, 
Yeah, so let's see. I'm just bringing up the set list in front of me. I don't know why I yeah. closed that window. Um, okay, Pauling set list that Mike Buffington posted on the pre the first half pre flood yeah. part of the set. What was your what were your favorite things that happened on the first half of that first show? Um, well, just being so close to them was, was just crazy. Like, I was really intimidated. It was like I was like nervous about it, like because there's not even that much of a difference with the stage. Um, um, and it was just crazy. Uh, oh yeah, um, sound tech was amazing as well because I just kind of listened through the door and I heard um, they played. Sapphire bullets backwards. That's what they said. Yeah, and crazy. Um, Mike got a recording of it through the door. I'm gonna drop in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my, I don't know what my favorite part of the first set was. Um, I don't know. Like, I, did, I it was hard because um, I couldn't like because it, it was just like so overwhelming and amazing. Like, I couldn't process right. the half of the show. Um, Swept up in the feelings of it all. Yeah. And like, yeah. I was just, I write my fans and it was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, well, hey, pet name, they don't play a whole lot. Oh my How's God. That? Pet name. You were right. Pet name was my favorite. Like, I cried, like, oh my God. One of my favorite songs <laughs> of all time, ever, ever, ever. And he played it and he never plays it. <sighs> so good. So good. How about Spy with Kurt Ram? Spy's always good. Yeah. That's always a good yeah. recording opportunity for me because I know I can't like sing along. You just got to listen. Right. And experience and then all, it. And then All Time What, another uh All Time What is always, always like super hype for me because it's one of my favorite songs. And it's a good one to like jump up and down to. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And then uh, Classics, Angel, Dr. Worm, and uh, yeah, anything else from that first half? So they did Communist and Operation... Uh, wearing wait, wearing a raincoat was obviously really really cool. Wearing a raincoat, right? Um, and then trouble. Oh, I'm so glad they paid that because Phone Pass yeah. my favorite album. And then yeah, that's I I think you're you're not alone in saying that, but I think you're rare in saying that. Can, Candy <laughs> thinks so. Candy thinks. <laughs> it's basically a B-sides collection, but it's pretty good. Uh, okay. <laughs> Glean is the A-sides, and then why? Clean is also amazing. And then B and then the B sides are on phone power, but still good. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. When, it was just when you amazing. throw on stuff from the AV undercover, <laughs> it's uh, but those are great. Bills, bills, bills is is uh, is a classic, um, <laughs> classic cover. So Mrs. Bluebeard, a favorite of mine, off of I like. Fun. I love that. I'm so into that song at the moment. My favorite thing for that is doing air keyboard at yeah. the part where it goes ping. <laughs> I always got to do it. I've always got to do it. Yeah. So then the flood half of the set, they come out to Carl Orff's Carmina Burana, which uh, I'm the only one who actually knows the name of that song. It's the only one. the classic operatic build-up song. The only one um, in the whole world. Also prominently featured in the first Jackass movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Culture. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm telling you, in college, seeing that in a college, aired in our college theater with a bunch, it was like Kara, and it was Kara, I think, was probably the only girl there. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> it was wild. Anyway, so what did you think about them doing Flood out of order? Was that. I was kind of disappointed about that. 
I wanted yeah. to because I love like I have such a thing about um track lists and like how yeah. they are and <clears throat> but like I'm not complaining at all. It was just like it would have been cool, but it's whatever. Yeah. Um, so all the really boys happy. in New York, all the boys in New York were like, "Oh yeah, it was cool that they shuffled it up." But I'm I'm on your side, and I think that. But that's because they've all seen them do flood before. Exactly, exactly. Except for David Marks, <laughs> that uh, they surprised me. David Marks was on the. Yeah. Uh, I yeah I I ring the call and I'm like, wait, who is that with their hand coming from off camera? <laughs> like who's that fourth person? <laughs> he was uh, so. Yeah, except for him. He was the only one that hadn't seen them do Flood in Full on a different tour. Yeah. And I'm like, well, they've either done it, like in Australia, the the live thing they released, they did it backwards. I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. But yeah, I, I want to see it forwards in order. Yeah. They, they probably will on other shows. Like, everyone Maybe. told me that um, Daryl's House and uh, Barry Ballroom uh, have the same set list, so they absolutely didn't. They absolutely they didn't. Do um, they do not. They do not. We talked about that. Show. Um, and they flipped it with Flood first in in the Bowery. Yeah, I, I preferred um, it because um, I, I I could get like my emotions out in the first set. Cause, right. Um, and then because like yeah, I don't know. And then the second set I could kind of just like take it all in. And also like uh, at Bowery when they played Birdhouse, I cried. Like I don't and I don't even know why because like that song never makes me cry. But I think I, but like <clears throat> it was during the guitar solo. And like Flans was just going for it right in front of me, and I was just like, I can't believe that like I'm here. I like that I, this has all happened for some reason. Yeah. Birdhouse was just the, I guess because that's what I like, got me into them. Like that was the yeah. one, that was the moment that I was just like, this just happened to, to to me, and I'm just like, I was just so thankful. And then I was kind of a mess for a little bit. <laughs> So then, um, what was your favorite in the Bowery? So they played some different stuff. They played the Quiet Storm segment. What? Tell me about your favorite parts of the Quiet Storm with Music Jail 2082 uh, with the Dark is what you're going to say, and then Wicked Little Critic. My favorite part was they played with the Dark for the first time yeah. ever. Oh, my God. I yeah, 20, was 20, is first time ever as well. Yeah, but fuck it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. With the Dark, though. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I returned a bag of groceries accidentally to 
This is a very special Patreon episode. I'm going to put it at the $2 tier so every Patreon can hear about the Flood Tour. The first two shows. I've got people that were at those two shows and are going to tell us all about uh, how this Flood Tour is going to go and all the coolness that happened and uh, some non-coolness that happened from the crowd. But let's, uh, let's introduce ourselves. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, of course. And let me uh, 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 pop over to the New York contingent, and uh, why don't you guys all introduce yourselves? Let's go around starting at uh, Mike. Um, so I'm I'm Mike Buffington. Uh, you might remember me from the Sifton podcast. Yeah. Um, and the Monopuff uh, oh, yeah, Part One too. episode, Patreon episode. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's me, <laughs> John Ulis, aka Capital Q on. TMBG places online. Um, I did a monopuff episode of this podcast, and I uh, help run the Miscellaneous Tea Facebook group. And you're about to do a uh, teamed up hotel detectives episode about all three hotel detective related songs with Matt Lee. So I'm looking forward to that taping. Yeah, all three plus the commentary. Damn. Yeah, Peter. Hey, I'm Peter Gritch. Uh, I also run Miscellaneous Tea with John. Uh, you may remember me from the Unrelated Thing episode where I talked about the pinch nerve on my back, which is fun <laughs> stuff, fun stuff all around. But yeah, uh, in like They Might Be Giant circles, I'm mostly known as Peter. Uh, broader internet circles, mostly known as Waymo. So there's that pretty much. <laughs> and he's the blue haired guy now. Recently. For the moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and Dave. Hey, I'm David Marks, a.k.a. Mike. Uh, anyone on Miss T may know me. I'm the guy who uploaded all the uh, Daryl's House show um, footage from last year, or I guess two years ago now, or just over a year ago. And yeah, been a They Might Be Giants fan for quite a while, and haven't seen as many shows as these guys, but I'm trying to catch up. So, yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, we were talking in the thread, and I'm like, I've been to three. I went to school in Rock Island, Illinois, which... People would probably only know because either uh, Moline, which is attached to it, is where John Deere tractors are from. That's where Midwesterners know where Rock Island is. And then uh, people know Davenport across the river, which is where the uh, whole political nonsense starts uh, and will be starting pretty soon for all that bullshit. Davenport, Iowa. Yeah, uh, I've been to three. One was in Iowa City, uh, a college at the Union, maybe, um, University of Iowa, and then I saw them in Bloomington, Indiana, when I lived down there. And then I saw them uh, in Indianapolis on the I Like Fun Tour. So all of those were very far apart. It was the Mink Car Tour, the Else Tour, and the I Like Fun Tour. So um, 
First, are there any uh, uh, crazy stories about buying the tickets? Like, how fast did you guys jump on it to be able to procure these tickets? Because I know Daryl's house especially is, uh, what's the capacity on that? About 150. Jesus. How'd you get those tickets? <laughs> I don't remember. It was like back in November. If, you, that, if, you're, in, we... if you're in the They Might Be Giants fan club, they, um, they send you a presale password about a day or two before the general public. Did they do that for Daryl? They, they did, okay. yeah. So th- there was no rush, really. Well, so, so would you say it was 100% instant fan club members that were at this show? No. <laughs> no. Definitely, no. <laughs> definitely not. But the ones who wanted to go, I, I don't think, had trouble if they checked their email in time. Yeah, I know that, you know, from experience from the previous year going that it was such a small capacity, I wanted to jump on it because it sold out really fast last year, and I wanted to make sure I was... And it this year. Yeah. So you were at both the shows too, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So they, yeah, that was in Pauling, New York. And uh, I really, I mean, had just heard. I, mean, I didn't know that <laughs> Daryl from All In Oats had a venue until like a couple months ago. And that's pretty insane. So it is like, um, I mean, it's called Daryl's House, but it is like a little rock club. It's not right. actually attached to his house, is it? There, There's some, uh, Daryl has like this part like this garage like shed in the back where he has musicians and uh not not a not at the back of the venue but in his house he has this little place where he has people come and film and they they do videos and stuff Um, yeah i've seen some yeah yeah but that's not daryl's house the venue that we saw him at it's just uh, i was gonna say club Right. Yeah, we had I to, saw we, the pictures from last night. I'm like, that's not the same place. No, we all videos. had to take our shoes off at the front, and you know, <laughs> it was such a big deal. <laughs> Don't let the cat out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, they have like a resident dog there, which was. Uh, do you remember oh, the name? Bailey, I think. Bailey. Yeah. yeah. So we saw the dog walking around, and she actually like, or I guess it's just she ran up to us. While we're all in line and like everyone starts petting her and she's like obviously enjoying the uh, the attention, but I it, it what was uh, last year or the year before yeah um, the show before that she was up on stage at after the at the <laughs> end like walking around, so they have a free roaming you know like a bodega cat they have a bodega <laughs> dog I guess I love there. that. I love that. Wow, on stage, that's like the Weezer uh, Undone video where all the dogs swarm the stage at the end. It's that's exactly what like I, that. I, I want to replicate that music video for one of my music videos because that would just be so fun. So then the Bowery Ballroom show last night. Yeah, this is, I don't think I said it's it's January 12th. We're recording this. So you guys just saw two shows on the 10th and the 11th, and now it's the 12th in the morning. And uh, all you guys were like, I'm so tired and dying and uh, I'm like, no, you're still doing this. You signed a contract because that's how this podcast works. <laughs> you signed in blood. Uh, so the Bowery Ballroom show. What's the capacity on, on uh, the Bowery? I was it like 500? I somebody, I think 500. somebody said 500. So you know, I oh, saw wow. I saw signs on the wall that was like yeah, 498. 498. Yeah, that's what it was. 498 with the exact count. 498. I remember that I'm sign s- now that you mentioned as that. determined by the fire marshal. Oh. Yeah. I'm seeing 575, so maybe that's when you throw in all the performers if there are a hundred and something performers. Well, it's not like oh, we were. It's not the like horn we were, section alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just getting so the choir still, for theme from flood. Still very small, very small. So uh, those tickets, did you get those through IFC pre-orders too? Yeah, I think 
Did they go on sale at the same time? Pretty much those two shows. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for all of the Bowery shows in New York, the only show that wasn't they didn't have its own IFC special was the March show, which had a mailing list special, and. Uh. That sold out instant, almost instantly. Yeah, I had I, a lot I, of problems getting tickets to that yeah. one. I stub-hubbed it. And I'm not proud, but it's what I had to do. I, I am, I'm using up my IFC free ticket from like the 2013 or 2012 um, IFC package to to use for that for that show. Man, it's like I think the Giants could probably make a living comfortably just playing the Bowery once a month for the rest of their lives. <laughs> I'm just looking on the dates here. I didn't realize. I mean, I'm not paying attention to the New York dates because those are not the ones I'd be going to. But I'm looking at them right now. I'm like, Jesus, every other show's in New York. Yeah, it's, I think Lucky it's the first. Bastard. Well, they still got Ithaca and Buffalo available. So Those are still New York State. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm Ithaca, saying. I've been to Ithaca. Uh, isn't that like two hours from the city? Oh, a lot longer than that. Longer than that? You're talking yeah. like five hours, I think. Five hours, yeah. It's a right. tall state. Um... Yeah, I've been all. I mean, I've been to like Niagara Falls and all that stuff too. I've been all around there, but it's been years since I've been to the city. Uh, yeah, did did a tour, an East Coast tour of my own in 2010. Jesus Christ, and it was so much easier to book because I had always toured west in the early aughts, and like every show is like six to eight hours apart. You know, you're going like Omaha to Denver to whatever, and uh, all the way out to California. But for the East Coast, man. I mean, these guys, being on the East Coast as a band, I think, is uh, the smart move because then you can just jump like to Boston and Providence and D.C. and Baltimore and all this stuff. I mean, it makes a lot more sense. Um, yeah, we played uh, uh, Trenton, New Jersey. That was a shithole, but it was one of the most fun shows. It was a place called the Mill Hill Basement. So shout out to them. It was like a little dump, but everyone was super awesome. The crowd was great, unlike it sounds like it was last night, <laughs> though I suppose it was a vocal oh, minority I, I would yeah, say the crowd was great yeah. I would say the crowd was great but we always have stories of you know one one or two random people who right right well let's back up to the Daryl's house show so um let's uh, uh John how about you um how about you start and tell us about uh how they kicked off the show or, or, or basically the beginning of the night yeah well I I mean I'll I'll start it by saying that we uh we were all gathered outside the door to Daryl's house club, um, listening to soundcheck maybe an hour before the show. Uh, and we got some hints of what was to come there. Um, and what we heard, Oh, what we heard was, uh, (laughs) the, uh, they had posted recently on their Facebook page, sheet music to something called still lube, which we we quickly (laughs) figured out was Sapphire bullets of pure love backwards. Um, and, and we actually heard them soundcheck it, uh, and it sounded fantastic. Like, uh, I, it's kind of insane how they all learned it. They, they didn't end up playing it, but we, we got a taste oh. of it. I, I think they're still, they're still practicing and they'll be de- uh, debuting it very soon. So are they doing their, fa- their fake backward singing? <laughs> they're doing like, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's kind of like the um, uh, Apollo 18 um, forearm, thumb, wrist, knuckle, palm. Middle pinky index ring, dinner bell, dinner bell, ding. Or or like the eye palindrome eye where it goes backwards halfway through. The words go backwards rather than the Well, the, Well, yeah, but the dinner bell, Linnell must have sang that 
line and then flipped it around and then learned how to sing that backwards right. and then right. recorded that forwards and then flipped it around backwards so it sounded so it's just it's just like it's like how they do um or twin peaks you know they they've got yeah. they, before they had to learn it backwards um by by sort of a written method but for this right. the last season of twin peaks they had an app where they could just record their lines forward Sure. And then listen to it backwards, and then memorize that, and then say that backwards. So they probably—that's they, <laughs> probably what the, they might be giants did. They just, you know, could be like the the, the Simlish version, the Simlish version of things, where yeah, Flansburg it, just has to listen to how it would sound in Simlish and, and figure it out like it's, a foreign it's, language. Yeah, it sure does sound. All I could say is when you listen to it backwards, I mean, it's obvious there was a lot of like listening by these guys, and they practiced at it because it sounds like pretty phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, it's so like, you're just uh, hearing that through the door. It's like Unearth My Nina off Long Tall Weekend. Right. You, you reverse uh-huh. that, it's Thunderbird. I, I'm, I'm being a charlatan, by the way. I wasn't at the Daryl's House show, so I could be That's lying fine. as far as you know. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like that. Like the so they didn't play it for real at either show? They, they no. almost went into it at Daryl's House Club. It, it seemed like Flans was asking Linnell if they were ready, and it seemed like not yet. But I, I'm okay, sure Okay, so they got nearly soon. a... They got nearly a month before it really starts rolling. Um, Dave, why don't you tell us about how? Uh, how did, did they have a? Did they have an opening band for this? No, no they 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 make a joke that they're opening for themselves. So the first set uh-huh. is like you know them playing. Uh, well, Daryl's house was the first set playing, you know their normal songs, and then second set was Flood, and then in uh, Bowery they flipped it around, and the first set was Flood, and then the second set was their normal songs. So gotcha. Yeah, the joke was uh, they're their own opening act. Okay, well, let me go ahead and find these set lists here on miscellaneous T. So let's see the Daryl's house set. Hold on, while I'm finding it, why don't you go ahead, uh, Mike, and tell us a little bit about the beginning of the uh, yeah. So they the, they, shit. the beginning of the show was sort of like what they've been doing recently. They they start off with communists have the music, which was kind of expected. I, at least I I predicted it. We had we had kind of had a bet going on at the beginning, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, because they did flood in the second half. Um, we kind of had a normal a normal set. Um, nothing crazy, uh, unexpected for the first few songs. But then they they kind of jumped into wearing a raincoat which um uh the last time they played that was at the duo show with a backing tape and before that was uh, many years before so um everybody was freaking out but i i i don't know i i saw them in for that tour 2003 four i don't remember what it was but um i know i heard it live a couple times before so for me it's like oh it's I've heard it before, but um, it was still really great. The song I didn't, yeah. I, so, you know, a couple more normal songs, Anna Ang, Fingertips, great stuff. And then um, I think thanks to, to John here, they played Pet Name because John, I yeah. think on, on Miscellaneous <laughs> T or the, the TMBRGRK Tumblr, he's like, is there any chance we can get Pet Name in the upcoming sets? Because they played it in Australia. Um, yeah. Uh, I think for the first time since like since factory showroom almost. Wow. Um, yeah. So John, how did how, how did that go down? What did what happened exactly? Well, I mean, you know, they might have played it anyway because it was in the sets early <laughs> last year. But basically, they they were playing in Australia about a year ago, 
And I think it was a few weeks ago, I, I went on Tumblr and just said it would be great if we could hear Pet Name, you know, on this tour a little bit because, uh, you know, the U.S. people missed it. And uh, sure enough, they played it both nights and it sounded fantastic. Yeah, Danny, Danny had some really great, um, he followed the bass line, but there were a couple extra little bass fills that he yeah. did that's just like really the cream, the cherry on the top, I guess, of, of the, yeah. the pet name song. So that, is, that is, yeah, the only Factory Showroom song they played. I mean, it's a flood show, so there's less room for other stuff. Looks like they only played one John Henry song. I'm looking at your set list yeah, right now. Spy. Hey, what's yeah. the beginning that says Gypsy in a rectangle? What so that? I, anything that's that's the first thing that's in a box or circle is their walk-on music. But the walk-on music okay. wasn't actually, wasn't Gypsy, was it? You said it had something else Oh, in yeah, it? no, it was the uh, Rockford Files theme song from the, uh, <laughs> the late 70s, early 80s TV show. Yeah, so I was like, and that, yeah, it was very funny. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and then, so and then there's a quote us old timers are like, "That's Rockford Files, isn't yeah. it?" <laughs> there's a quote that says, "Our biggest fault is that we care too much." Yeah, they, that that was part of the banter at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of cats nice. references as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, the movie, the movie Cats. Oh yeah, <laughs> how horrible that it's ended like, this up. This is a momentous year for for they might be giants. You know, it's this is a. a because something because of this is the moment where cats is like in the public consciousness. Cats is evergreen, I believe. I, yeah, Idris Idris Elba is not your kind of kitten. Um, that <laughs> he's wearing clothes and none of the other ones are. Have you, have you guys seen that goddamn movie? I saw the movie. You saw Cats? I saw Cats. Well, I mean, I'm in the minority, but I actually grew up with the musical on CD. And uh, I saw it as a kid because our third grade class all went to see it. So, oh, nice. I don't know. It might be because I was so young and impressionable, but I actually really like the Cats soundtrack. So Sure. Yeah, I wasn't so upset with the movie. It's re- It's a really weird movie. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's I a really weird it. musical. I mean, it's not so much that I wouldn't want to hear the music, but just like at this point, I'd only go... I mean, I'll definitely see it when it comes out streaming or whatever, Just, but more to see it as like the train wreck of CGI than it is. But <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's move on because we got more important matters than uh, one of the weirdest fucking movies to come out uh, this year. Um, so then, let's see, pre-flood set, they played When Will You Die? I'm yeah. assuming that's what die question mark is. Um, so, so... Uh, Dave, how how did uh, did did Danny uh, pull off that bass solo? Because I feel like even his skills, the way that it's sped up on the record, it's a, he's still amazing. Like every time he plays it, yeah, every time he plays it, he's probably like, okay, here it comes. Whoa! <laughs> both, both nights, I have to say, that was one of the highlights for me. Is like, there's so much energy that goes into that song, and everybody was like just going crazy, and Danny was like nailing the bass parts. I think, yeah. yeah. Marty's it's amazing and is crazy too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's just such a it's such a high energy, you know, song. It's great to see live anytime. Why is the world in love again? Why are we marching? 